This is Life with Jerry Williams, the podcast. I'm Jerry Williams. Thanks so much for letting me be a part of your day today. On this episode, we're going to talk with Mark Hall of Casting Crowns. This is an interview I did with Mark on the air at the Joy FM, where I work, back in March of 2019. So we don't go back all that far for this one compared to like the Glenn Campbell interview from a couple of episodes ago that was almost 30 years ago. Going to talk with Mark about the Only Jesus Project that came out back around that time and some of the special add-ons they had with that, including a visual album. That's all coming up in this episode. But first, this week's good news. I don't get invited to a lot of weddings, and you know, let me tell you, that's, that's fine with me. But if there was one wedding I really wish I had been at, it was a wedding in England that was postponed from earlier this year because of COVID. It's just a few weeks ago that these two got married. They were high school sweethearts. They're in their early 20s right now. Kieran and Tilly. Kieran's name is Kieran White. Tilly's name is Tilly Christmas. Yes, they're fully aware. <laughs> As a matter of fact, they are so aware that they decided to go with a hyphenated last name. I would have loved to have been there just to hear the preacher at the end of the service say, May I present to you for the very first time, Mr. and Mrs. White Christmas. They have hyphenated their last name to White Christmas. Got a couple of food-related stories, wacky-flavored food-related stories. Uh, the, the whole pumpkin spice thing, I, I think that's run its course for this year, although somehow I missed the Twinkies pumpkin spice. I, I don't think I've ever seen those in the stores, but supposedly they're out. Well, Brock's, the candy company, has introduced a new flavor of candy corn specifically for Thanksgiving. First of all, hats off for remembering Thanksgiving. Second of all, yeah, you probably should have rethought this. I've not tried it. I may have to try and find some and, and, and see what they taste like. But Brock's is calling it a turkey dinner candy corn, a unique mix of candy corn flavors from roasted turkey green beans and stuffing to ginger glazed carrots, cranberry sauce, and sweet potato pie. From the little bit of research I did on this, it looks like they may be exclusively available at Walgreens. At least I know they are available at Walgreens, but that's the only retailer listed on the Brock's website. Hostess, the makers of Twinkies, has some new flavors coming out, including some more Twinkie flavors. There's a mixed berry Twinkies, with strawberry, blueberry, and raspberry-flavored cream, and a caramel variety of ding-dongs. I'd love to try that. And they've got some holiday flavors coming out, too. There is a mint chocolate-flavored Twinkies, the chocolate Twinkie cake with a mint-flavored filling. I think I'll pass on that one. And then Hostess Holiday Cupcakes feature holiday sprinkles and a green squiggle. That's, I guess, because green is a Christmas color. Now for the honeybee story of the week. It's actually more on the Asian giant hornet or murder hornet. A nest was found and destroyed in Washington state. After breaking open the nest, which was the size of a basketball, they found nearly 200 queens inside in various stages of development. Now, I didn't know that Asian giant hornets had multiple queens in the same nest. Honeybees are not the same way. They only have a, a second queen if the first queen is getting ready to take off with half the hive or... If they're trying to, you know, get rid of the old queen because she's not laying eggs anymore. But Asian giant hornets 
have 200 or more queens in a hive, and then they all leave the nest and start their own colonies. Could you imagine that? If, if they hadn't have found these, there'd be 200 more colonies of Asian giant hornets flying around in the Pacific Northwest. Well, they destroyed the colony, including those 200 queens, but because they're not sure if any other queens maybe got out to set up colonies of their own, they're going to keep watching that area very closely for the next three years or so. On this episode, another archive interview. This one was recorded on March the 27th of 2019, so not all that long ago. I talked with Mark Hall. They were getting ready for one of the concerts in the Only Jesus Tour. Austin French and Zach Williams were on this tour with the band Casting Crowns, and they were coming to the Atlanta area. They're, uh, Casting Crowns is actually from the Atlanta area, McDonough, which is a little bit south of Atlanta, and that's where I am. And so they're a local group, and we get to talk with them on occasion, although not as often as I would like to have. Uh, and in this discussion, we talk about Only Jesus, the album, and some very special things they did alongside of this album. Uh, they did a thing that they refer to as a visual album, and Mark will explain that in the conversation. And then Mark also did teaching videos, kind of given the background on how each of these songs on the album came to be. And I'll have links in the show notes of this episode for uh, the visual album on their YouTube channel, as well as the teaching video for the particular song that Mark talks about in this interview. So let's go to that interview now. Mark Hall of Casting Crowns talking about only Jesus. Jerry. Mark. What's going on? Oh man, not much. How are you, sir? It's been too long. Man, I'm doing good. I just pulled into the church. Well, good. Let me just tell you, you don't have to wait till you have a show that you need to promote to call me or come by. <laughs> you are always oh, yeah? you are always welcome, my friend. Oh, thanks, dude. Do you know where we are? Yeah, I've been out there before. Okay, all right. It's just been a while since I've seen you. Yeah, yeah. You guys are a little away from me. I'm down here in McDonald's. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I knew that. Yeah, that I knew. So it's not yeah. that terrible far, but I guess that's not too far. No. Okay, I got a couple things I want to ask you about, but first we got to get to the, this business of this concert. We'll start with that, all right? Yeah, man. Okay, so you guys, Casting Crowns, going to be in concert Friday at Woodstock First Baptist, and you've got Zach Williams and Austin French with you. It's the only Jesus tour. How is Austin and Zach doing? The the, the crowd welcoming them? Oh, yeah. Uh, Zach is, is definitely one of my new favorites, and uh, he's got a good heart. He's got a heart for the church and and i just i like it i like everything about what he does and then uh, austin's a, a brand new and and it's been really neat connecting with him i met him down in orlando about a year ago and just said bro i, I like the way you think about ministry and about jesus and family and and uh just ask him to come be a part of it and so it, it's it's been really it's been a really good tour so far now has zach cooked for you at all He's talking about it an awful lot. He hadn't he hadn't come through and done it yet. So we're we're about to call him on this. He keeps saying he's a cook, so we're just wanting to prove it. Yeah, I had I interviewed him, I guess, probably about a year or so ago, and he was telling me his next project might be a cookbook. Oh yeah, he's still doing it. He's, he's working on it. Well, that's good. That's good. So, what are we looking for at this concert Friday night? Anything of, out of the ordinary? Of chain breakers. He, he could he could call his cookbook a belt breaker. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I actually, had, I mean, he's he's got that song, Come to the Table. He was going to call the cookbook oh. Come to the Table and have a story, a different scripture to go with every recipe and a story about what the recipe, you know, that kind of thing, and about how that, the fellowship around the table is so important, things like that. Yeah, that might be better than Bill Breaker. I don't know. <laughs> I kind of like mine better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me ask you about Only Jesus, the visual, yeah. the visual album. Yeah. I have gotten hooked on this thing. Tell me how that came about, first of all. It's so different because it's not like a music video where you're watching little people act out the song. Um, A friend of mine, Kyle Lawless, has had this idea of just like, let's just create a movie about a family and just follow this family through their generations. And so it's like three generations of one family, and you're watching how things happen. Uh, things happen in all of our families. We've got brokenness coming up through our families. And so you're watching this family uh, as they're going through different storms in their lives, and it may or may not have anything to do with the song that you're hearing at the time, but you're still connected. So, so like, sometimes there's not a song for your situation. You know, that not every situation has a perfect song for it, but God is still a theme of everything that's happening, and, and it, it begins like back in World War II and comes to current day, and it's, it's been really cool to watch. Now, did you—my uh, guess is there's, there's going to be 11 of these. These are all the songs from the album. Did you write the album, the, the songs for this, with this in mind, or did you have to kind of work around the songs that were already there? How does that work? Now, with, the, with this visual album, this movie— Kyle and his team wrote the movie, so I, I, it wasn't like when I wrote the album, it it wasn't for this movie. Um, these are just the songs that I've been. These are the things I've been teaching at my church with my students for the last two years. That's how all of our albums come about. But he, after hearing the songs, wanted to create this movie that sort of flowed along uh, with it, and it's it's been quite the experience. So that's so. So he made the the story fit the the album. He okay. did. Okay. Yes. He I just did. wasn't quite sure which one came first. It's it's tremendous. Right. It's, it's it's excellently done. Uh, it's a tremendously new idea. I've been sharing every time an episode comes out. I I embed it on our website, thejoyfm.com. Oh, thanks so much. So the the and, and talk about it on the air. I'm I've I am just uh, in awe of the the concept and the execution. It's it both oh, flawless, you, both flawless. The other thing I wanted to ask you about. Uh, I guess a, two weeks ago, maybe or something, uh, you had another video up on your YouTube channel, and I think it was a teaching video about the bridge, right? And some of the stuff you said in there is like, oh, th- this this guy's like been watching my dreams or something because some some of the things you said were things that I've been thinking and praying about and and saying for years, and so much truth. It, it, tell the story a little mm-hmm. bit. Well, the teaching videos, there's one for every song as well. And those are the things that, these are the, the, the thoughts behind the songs, the, the scripture behind the songs. And with the bridge, um, the point that I'm trying to drive home is that love earns the right to speak truth. And in our generation right now, we've got this idea that you either tell people the truth and hit them with it like a rock, or you love them, which in our, our society means don't tell them anything bad about themselves. And that's just not love. If you love somebody, you're going to speak truth. And if you love them, they're going to hear your truth because you're speaking it in love. And um, not to, I, don't, I hope that that's like I'm talking in circles, but 
to me, if somebody loves me, they can talk to me. They can tell me the hard things. I can take that because they've earned that with me. And we are bridge builders in our relationships. There are people in our lives that the preachers are never going to get to, and they may never go to a church, but they are in our circle of influence. And God has put us in their lives, surely not just to know more about us. He's put us in their lives so they can know Him. And um, I believe that is what's missing right now in media. You just have people hurling convictions at each other, and there's no bridge of relationship mm. in the words. Yeah, the, and the way you set that up, talking about the story that you'd gone to the concert in New York City, and the guy was telling everybody, "You're you're perfect oh, just the yeah. way you are," and and how how sincere he was, and how warm a moment that was, but how oh, false how false it was. The music was beautiful. And he says, you are not broken. You are perfect. And the crowd's cheering because they really want to hear that. The problem is it's just not true. Yeah. And, um, and that was a really sad moment to hear people just embracing what their itching ears want to hear. Um, but the truth is we're all very broken. Um, Jesus, everything Jesus did and said was kind of totally against the modern culture. But everything Jesus said and did was totally for people. So he proved that you can love somebody and tell them the truth. I, I, th- I, I you know, I wish I had hours to sit and talk with you. Um, it's, I think, the challenge for us, for, for for somebody like you who works with youth on a regular basis, who 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 shares the good news to thousands and thousands of people uh, all the time. But even for just any Christian who wants to sh- share faith. There's, there's a couple of challenges. I saw a study the other day that said Christian millennials think that evangelizing is wrong because they think it's, you know, you're forcing your point of view on somebody. Sin, well, sin is no longer a thing. You know, if, if you don't believe there's sin, why would you need a Savior to save you from sin, which is something you don't believe in? So I, I think we've got a lot of challenges in front of us about how to continue to spread the good news of the gospel. It's not well, impossible, but I think that there's just the the the, uh, the the playing field has been altered a little. Well, I, if, I think a worldview is something that would be hard to push on people. But if you're really growing in an everyday walking around relationship with God, you're not going to be able to keep it away from people. So, so to me, I, I believe it's not necessarily a generational thing. I think this generation just just has another way of. Uh, making the excuse that it, it's been around for years. You know, I don't want to push my friend away. I don't want to drive him away. And most of us love our friendship more than we love our friend. But it, the closer we get to God, the, the more and more impossible it is to not care about the soul of the people that we say we love. And uh, th- there's a song on our new record that I wrote about that, and it's called One Awkward Moment. And yeah. I, I, t- I tell my kids, your, your friends are worth one awkward moment. And instead of inventing a conviction that gets you out of speaking truth to people, get a little closer to Jesus and realize, now you're just scared. Don't, don't come up with a worldview that gets you out of it. Just be close enough to God that you can't help but not do it. I'm talking a little plain truth this morning. I need to, I need to soften up a little bit. <laughs> well, man, yeah. I, appreci- I appreciate your time today. I wish we had more time, but uh, it, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. You too, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. 
Good writing often conjures up images in the mind of the reader. Chances are that if you read the Chronicles of Narnia books before the movies came out, you had some distinct images of all of the major characters in your mind, like Aslan and the Pevensey kids, the White Witch, Mr. Tumnus, and, and all the rest. You probably saw the wardrobe, the frozen landscape that Tumnus describes as always winter, but never Christmas. Well, that happens for me every time I read Psalm 23. Those six verses are so full of imagery. You've got the green pastures and still water contrasted by the valley of the shadow of death. But for me, verse 5 inspires the most vibrant image. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. David, who wrote this psalm, was a man of war. Yes, he was also a man after God's own heart, but the blood he had shed kept him from being able to build a temple for God. So David knew what it was like to be in the presence of enemies. In David's time, indeed as late as the early 20th century, when armies went to war, they usually faced off on opposite sides of a field. And you've seen that in the movies from the Civil War and the Revolutionary War and uh, Braveheart where they line up across the fields and they run at each other to the middle of the field. That's where the battle ensues. Well, that's the image that this verse brings to my mind. Two armies staring each other down across what will soon be a battlefield. And in the middle of that field, God has set a banquet table. That is confidence. I can see David in that scene. Yeah, I'm fixing to kick y'all's butts, but first, I'm going to have a little feast over here. If David was from the South. Yes, the enemy is there. Yes, the battle must still be waged. And yet, in the midst of all that impending violence and danger and bloodshed, God is present. His presence is a constant in the lives of those who call on his name. Sure, the enemy is alive and well and lurking nearby, but God walks with us through the battle, through the valley of the shadow of death. And we fear not, or at least we need not fear, whatever the enemy whatever the trial, whatever the circumstance may be. For we know that goodness and loving kindness will follow us all the days of our lives, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And that will wrap up another edition of Life with Jerry Williams, the podcast. I'm Jerry Williams. Thank you so much for listening. Hope that you have subscribed to the podcast. And if you get an opportunity, if your podcast platform allows it, give us a, like a five-star rating, maybe a review that will help other people find the podcast. In the show notes of this episode, I will have links to the uh, Casting Crowns YouTube channel to the playlist for the only Jesus visual album that we talked about with Mark Hall of Casting Crowns and also to that teaching video for the song The Bridge that we talked about at some length 
in this episode. Now, let's see, this episode comes out on Monday, the 16th of November, 2020. And that very next day, we kick off our share for the Joy FM. The Joy FM, the radio network that I'm associated with uh, that makes this podcast possible. And it's a big fundraising event. Hopefully, you'll be tuning in for that. You can listen to us online, thejoyfm.com. I say all that to tell you that I will be with a whole lot of other people that I'm not normally with. Only twice a year we see a lot of the folks from the expanded Joy FM family. There are stations in Florida and Alabama as well as Georgia. So I'm going to try and get a couple of them into a studio and get some audio from them for upcoming episodes of Life with Jerry Williams. All that to say there's more good stuff coming next week Another episode of Life with Jerry Williams, the podcast. 